0: We're here seven days a week, giving you the actionable insights and expert perspectives you need to win. And here's more good news. It's free. So stay tuned and get the winning edge. This is Sports Grid Radio on Sirius XM.
1: Do it with me, friends. It's our third and final hour of the morning after on this Thursday. Our third and final hour means happy hour. Let's put our threes up in the air, raise them sky high. Like a football team heading to the fourth quarter, we put the threes up as we get into happy hour to keep that enthusiasm as high as it can be for the final hour here on the morning after, bringing you up until noon Eastern time to get you set for your day to make you a better, more educated, and informed sports better. I am Ben Stevens, your host here, and you are listening on Sirius XM, Channel 159, the new home for Sports Grid Radio on Sirius XM, and watching all across the Sports Grid Network. Thank you for joining us here on this Thursday morning on Veterans Day. Shout out to all the men and women who have served or are currently serving in our armed forces. Thank you very much on this Veterans Day as well. So as we continue on here through this Thursday, not only is the start of this third and final hour the start of happy hour, it is our West Coast wake up here on the morning after let's focus on the hardwood two teams that play their basketball out in Los Angeles the Lakers in action last night against the Miami Heat the Heat stay at Staples Center for a game tonight against the LA Clippers first let's look back before we look forward the Lakers last night taking care of the Heat winning in overtime 120 to 117 the 12th game for the lakers so far this year nine of them have been inside the friendly confines of staples center there in the city of angels the lakers just three and six against the number as a home team this year but they are seven and five straight up and they did cover as a four and a half point underdog last night against miami winning outright a big reason they did so malik monk 27 points off the bench and then russell westbrook a huge huge night filling up the stat sheet as he often does. A triple-double for two straight games now for Russell Westbrook. 25 points, 14 assists, 12 rebounds. In the five games since the month of November, a lot of those games without LeBron James, we have seen Russ start to do what he does best, that is fill it up across the stat sheet and make you a very profitable better if you back Russell Westbrook in the props market. Last year, one of my favorite props all year long, rebounds plus assists on Russell Westbrook. Two straight triple-doubles, you could even equate that into points, rebounds, and assists. Because in the five games since the start of the month of November, Russell Westbrook is averaging 39.6 combined points plus rebounds plus assists in the five games here, in the last five games for the L.A. Lakers. So a big win last night in overtime, winning outright as a four-and-a-half point underdog. They have also won now seven of their last or I don't know what that stat is. We will disregard that. A bad information coming from me there. As we focus on this game, though, between the Miami Heat and the Los Angeles Lakers, the Heat and the Lakers, two teams. There are only four teams in the NBA that have an over percentage of more than 50%. Both the Heat and the Lakers are in that category. The Lakers are tied for the second highest over percentage in the association at 58.3%. The Miami Heat, 54% of their games hitting the over. Last night going to overtime, certainly leading to an over between the Lakers and the Heat. So the Heat stay in Los Angeles, and tonight on the second leg of a back-to-back, get to take on the L.A. Clippers. Now, the Clippers right now, we have seen tons of line movement on this number, even in the early portion of this morning here on a Thursday. As I saw it earlier, around 8.30 a.m. Eastern time, so just about two and a half hours ago, the Clips, a two and a half point home favorite. Now on the FanDuel Sportsbook, L.A. is laying four at home tonight against the Miami Heat. The total has come down by three as well, 214 and a hook from where I saw it this morning to 211 and a half. So that's what the updated line looks like on the FanDuel Sportsbook. That often happens as we welcome in our sports grid radio audience here. The third and final happy hour of the morning after on Sirius XM, channel 159, the minor 1090 out on the West Coast. I am Ben Stevens. This is our West Coast Wake Up. Talking about a great game inside Staples Center tonight between the Los Angeles Clippers And the Miami Heat. It often happens, especially in the early going of this NBA season, to see early market movement based on a number, especially when one team is coming off the second leg of a back to back, which the Heat are tonight. So the Heat. A four-point underdog now against the L.A. Clippers in Los Angeles inside Staples Center. The Heat lost the Lakers last night at Staples. Now they get the Clippers. The Clippers have been pretty good here as of late. They have won five straight games. They have covered in four straight games as a favorite as well. And the total is getting smaller. In fact, maybe too small of a total, even based on the Heat, maybe not playing everybody all that much tonight on the second of a back-to-back. The Clippers have been over in 3 of their last 4 games. The Heat have been over in 5 of their last 6 games, and despite the fact the Clippers have had the market work against them in the Western Conference from a +550 number to begin the season now to +900 again. They've won 5 straight ball games and they have covered in 4 straight as a favorite where they find themselves tonight laying 4 points at home against the Miami Heat. So the Miami Heat have been in a scenario of a back-to-back one other time earlier this year. They covered, covered also by 29 and half points per game. Miami has been a dog in three previous games, booked as that entering a game in the NBA. 3-0 ATS as a dog this year, but we have already seen the market work against Miami. Two and a half in the Clippers' favor earlier this morning, now four in the favor of the Clips, who have won five straight games, have covered in four straight. Again, the total has come down by three points as well, 211 in a hook. We have seen this now where totals to start the year were booked maybe a little bit too high and unders came in in a big way. Again, only four teams so far in the NBA have an over percentage higher than 50%. Now those totals starting to come back down to earth Maybe we look to be contrarian and take an over. The Clippers, three of their four last games to the over. The Heat, five of their last six games to the over. Coming up next here, we talk some college football. The Heisman Trophy market has also been moving. Find out the latest odds next year on The Morning App.
0: This is the Technology Minute with
2: George Capalbo. Yes, glowing teeth
1: that's a thing. University of Pennsylvania researchers have developed smart dental implants treated with antibacterial nanoparticles to keep your mouth clean, but even cooler, embedded in each tooth, piezoelectric crystals generate electricity when you chew or brush your teeth. Making your molars glow. Dental implants are supposed to last 20 years, but mostly they don't because of a bad hygiene. Oral light therapy can kill even
3: more bacteria and make you look really cool at the disco. Oh,
0: yeah.
3: Follow me
1: at Chica Pelvo on Twitter and stay tuned to The Technology Minute for more cool stuff like this.
0: Every day, sports happens. It never stops. And neither do we. Get the expert perspectives you need, strategies, and vital information you won't get anywhere else. You're listening to the home of the winning edge. This is Sports Grid Radio on Sirius XM.
1: Welcome back to the morning after on SportsGrid, Sirius XM, channel 159, all across the SportsGrid network, wherever you may be consuming our content. I'm your host, Ben Stevens. Let's look at where the market is moving for the Heisman Trophy market. Only three more regular season weeks in college football, capped off by conference championship weekend. So who will be striking the pose in early December? Not far away from us here in Midtown Manhattan. Let's find out where the market is moving in the Heisman Trophy market. It's time for Market Movers. All right, so this is just a three-week sample size, and we have seen tons and tons of movement. A volatile market, you could say, for the Heisman Trophy, because based on one big performance on a Saturday in the fall or maybe one disappointing output, this market does move quite a bit. So the odds originally on the left side of this graphic are from October 25th to the odds currently as they stand right now on the FanDuel Sportsbook. Bryce Young of Alabama, the quarterback for the Tide, still the favorite, but was plus 125 on Monday, October 25th, currently plus 170. So a couple of sense of movement working against Bryce Young in this market. Matt Corral was plus 350 with the second shortest odds back in late October. Now he is plus 500, tied or actually has the fourth, shortest odds at the moment cj stroud the quarterback for ohio state plus 450 now plus 300 the second shortest odds in this market kenny pickett who is in action tonight on a thursday for pittsburgh against north carolina their quarterback for the panthers plus 900 now to 30 to 1 maybe some value there ahead of a big performance tonight on thursday night football in the collegiate ranks then kenneth walker the third the running back for michigan state 20 to 1 to now plus 450, the third shortest odds to win the Heisman Trophy. There's a reason they called K9 for Heisman and he's Lansing. And then look at that guy right there. Finishing things out, Caleb Williams, the now quarterback for Oklahoma, a man that has made three starts this year in the collegiate football season and has appeared in four total games or four full games. He had a couple of mop up duties earlier in the year, but four big opportunities starting with that second half against Texas 50 to 1 on monday october 25th now plus 700 that my friends is some market movement and that is where we begin focusing on caleb williams the true freshman quarterback for the oklahoma sooners like i mentioned three starts so far this year four real big games on a national level from a sample size perspective when he played against texas in the red river rivalry in that game four weekends ago now five weekends ago for Caleb Williams and the Sooners. So let's look at what Caleb Williams has done in those four games, starting with Texas, and then the three starts against Kansas, against Texas Tech, and against TCU. Two weeks ago, because Oklahoma had a bye week this past Saturday, two weeks ago against Texas Tech, he was 23 of 30, 402 passing yards, six passing touchdowns. In that game alone, against the Red Raiders. In the four games that we're talking about here, again, Texas and the three starts, Caleb Williams has 14 passing touchdowns and only one interception. Now, this is pretty remarkable to see a guy that has played really in four games of earnest so far this year now be plus 700 to win the Heisman Trophy with the fifth shortest odds on the FanDuel Sportsbook and the market working in his favor from 50-1 to to now 7-1. to Kevin Walsh, one of the co-hosts of the Early Line, our good friend here on this program, highlighted this fact that Caleb Williams... Notice his market movement in the Heisman Trophy race. He was spot on. Caleb Williams now plus 700. And it may not be done. Because although the committee hates Oklahoma and has them ranked eighth, maybe because Oklahoma hasn't done all that much from an eye test perspective, the Sooners still a perfect 9-0 and this year. They are minus 300 to win the Big 12 Conference. They are minus 174 to make the college football playoff with the third best odds to do so. And it all starts this week for Oklahoma a five and a half point road favorite against Baylor then the week after that Iowa State the week after that Bedlam against Oklahoma State and then a potential berth in the Big 12 championship game if Caleb Williams orchestrates a successful 4-0 stretch here for Oklahoma to get them a berth into the college football playoff although he did not start the first half of the season Caleb Williams is going to be in consideration for the Heisman Trophy if you like it or not. So plus 700 right now might seem like very short odds for a guy that has started three games for the Oklahoma Sooners. But it could go a lot shorter than that based on the performances of the upcoming weeks for the oklahoma sooners let's also talk about the favorite bryce young from plus 125 now to plus 170 bryce young has the fourth highest passer rating in all of college football over 300 passing yards in four straight games for the tide 11 touchdowns in those games to only one interception so he is still the favorite and rightfully so you also see cj stroud the quarterback for the ohio state buckeyes he has also had his odds grow shorter here over the past month Really, about a month ago, he was plus 750. Then on October 25th, on that Monday, he was plus 450. Now he has the second shortest odds to win the Heisman Trophy at plus 300. C.J. Stroud has the third highest passer rating in all of college football. And heading into Nebraska last week, where he did not have his best performance on the road in Lincoln against the Huskers, C.J. Stroud had a span of four games where he had 15 touchdown passes without a single interception last week against nebraska from a yardage perspective pretty good 405 passing yards on 36 of 54 passing but two touchdowns and two interceptions against the huskers but again correlate the markets here when you're looking at this future board for the heisman trophy ohio state is minus 184 to make the college football playoff they are also minus 300 to win the big 10 there is a very realistic path for the Buckeyes ahead to make the big dance in the CFP. I got to stop calling it the big dance. That's reserved for March Madness. But to make the college football playoff, that is very strong odds in Ohio State's favor to do so. And some more key matchups for C.J. Stroud and the Buckeyes. Michigan State next weekend, the following weekend against Michigan, this weekend against number 19 Purdue, and then a potential Big Ten championship game as well. If C.J. Stroud shows out with all the weapons he has at his disposal, I think there is a good chance that CJ Stroud at a certain point could become the Heisman front runner and the favorite on the FanDuel Sportsbook. Finally, you know, we got to talk about my guy. K9 for Heisman, Kenneth Walker III, the running back for Michigan State, the leading rusher in all of college football. 1,330, 1,330 total rushing yards this year, the highest amount in all of CFB, averaging nearly 150 rushing yards per game. You couldn't even find Kenneth Walker III, unless you did a deep, deep scroll on the Heisman Trophy board entering the year. 20 to 1 just a couple of weeks ago on Monday, October 25th. 40 to 1 two weeks prior to that. Kenneth Walker III also has 15 rushing touchdowns this year, tied for the third most in all of college football. And our last strongest memory of Kenneth Walker III, who will be a part of the Heisman Trophy ceremony as a finalist, that is is a guarantee in my mind Mind you will see in that highlight tape the five rushing touchdowns he had against Michigan 197 yards on the ground in that game against the Wolverines the highest rushing amount we have seen in that bitter rivalry for Paul Bunyan's trophy between Michigan State or Michigan in that entire series history they have played for over a century that is how impressive kenneth walker the third has been which makes what michigan state did in the second half in that upset loss to purdue last week a little bit interesting he had one rush for 33 yards late in the fourth quarter for the spartans but prior to that just five rushing attempts for 10 yards had over 100 in the first half why turn away from kenneth walker the third beats me maybe a reason michigan state lost that game and is now ranked seventh behind the sixth ranked michigan Wolverines I'm not going to get into that on today's show but Kenneth Walker the third now the third shortest odds to win the Heisman Trophy at plus 450 again can he pick it to was plus 900 just about three weeks ago. Now 30-1, to Pittsburgh a a six-and-a-half point favorite against UNC tonight. The over-under total, 72-and-a-half. We're taking the over, and Kenny Pickett might throw for four or five touchdown passes against North Carolina's very shoddy defense. Coming up next here on The Grid, we dive back into the NFL. A preview of not only Thursday night football from an even further perspective, but also the rest of week number 10. Stay with us here on The Grid, Sirius XM, Channel 159.
0: The Sports Grid Radio Network presents this date in sports history. Yeah, we were crooked.
2: 1920, baseball names Judge Kinesall Mountain Landis as the first commissioner. His first order of business was cleaning up the game after the Black Sox scandal. Eight members of the White Sox, including shoeless Joe Jackson, were forever banned from the game.
0: Say it ain't so, Joe. Say it ain't so.
2: For Sports Grid Radio, I'm Mike Demurgis.
0: Some people get their information from just anybody. Friends, coworkers, horoscopes, gum wrappers. If that's you, Dude, what are you doing? Credibility. It's a thing. We're your trusted source for gaming, odds, and more. This is Sports Grid Radio on Sirius XM.
1: Back right here on the morning after on SportsGrid Sirius XM channel 159 all across the Sports Grid network I'm Ben Stevens now very pleased to welcome back on an old friend David Bierman from ESPN.com who used to come on the show to talk a little bit of the PGA Tour and some golf but has a deep knowledge of sports outside of what just happens in the PGA Tour including the NFL so David Bierman joins us now to preview not only Thursday night football but the rest of the week 10 slate as well David Great to have you back on the show.
4: Ben, thanks for having me. Uh, I know golf's not going on, but like you said, football, it's here. We kind of oversee everything when it comes to gambling content on ESPN. So we have some football Mm -hmm. tonight and week 10 slate, like you said, and pretty soon we'll be talking golf again. So don't worry. We'll be talking it.
1: Yeah. Very, very soon. Hawaii is not that far away to kick off the new year. But right now, David, the focus Thursday night football, your Miami Dolphins, a seven and a half point home underdog hosting the Baltimore Ravens tonight. The over under total 46 and a half. As we can see in the background there, you love the Dolphins. Do you love the Dolphins and the points tonight covering against the Baltimore Ravens?
4: I'll be the first to admit that on, on Sunday night, I absolutely jumped right on the Ravens minus seven. It didn't even hesitate. You knew the line was going to move up to seven and a half or higher. Um, I hopped on the seven. Glad I got it because I have zero confidence that the Dolphins are going to do anything tonight. They don't know who their quarterback is tonight, and I'm not sure that's going to make a difference. Uh, what, what Baltimore has done this year and being the number one rushing team in the NFL at 161 yards per game, the Dolphins, not a very good rushing defense, 30th in the NFL, allowing tons of yards on the ground. They can't get off the field. They're 31st in third down conversion percentage of stopping, and the Ravens basically lead the NFL in time of possession at 33 minutes a game. I see a lot of that going on tonight, and even though it's not apples to apples, Ben, if you go back to the very first game of the Brian Flores regime two years ago, uh, Lamar Jackson and company came in there and uh, put up 55 points on the Dolphins. Now, I'm not expecting that to happen tonight. Ravens aren't as good as they were two years ago, and you would hope the Dolphins are a little bit better than – the dumpster fire of two years ago. That being said, top to bottom, if you look at quarterback, offense, defense, special teams, coaching, and intangibles, it's all in favor of the Ravens. And you might say, well, the Dolphins are at home. Well, so is Lamar Jackson. This is a homecoming for him. It's a homecoming for Hollywood Brown. And the Dolphins haven't played particularly well at home, only beating the Houston Texans last week. So not a lot of confidence, Ben. And not only did I lay the seven, but I'm also going to be playing. The, this is right there in the teaser window at seven and a half down to one and a half. As long as you you find another game to tease it with, I'll probably lean towards the Eagles with the eight and a half. Um, but it, it's not a game that I have a lot of confidence that the Dolphins are going to play well in.
1: Yeah, teasing it past those key numbers of not only a touchdown at 7 but also through 3 as well. Very smart right there from David Beerman. So we talked about the quarterback situation for the Dolphins tonight. We're not exactly sure who is going to be starting on Thursday night football. Will it be Tua iloa or will it be Jacoby Brissett? But longer picture here David, there has been a lot of speculation around Tua is he the guy for the Dolphins moving forward not just tonight not just the rest of this season but all the way past that what do you make of the Tua Tungabailoa situation in Miami
4: I'm still in the Tua camp. I'm just not someone that's going to give up on a quarterback that has played less than one full season of football. He's obviously had injury concerns. He didn't play all of last year, already been knocked out twice this year with injuries, but I'm still backing him. Now, I'm going to admit I'm not as confident as I was heading into the season because I would have liked to have seen some progression from Tua, but you look at the overall numbers and what he's had to work with. His numbers, which I still count as a rookie season since he hasn't played one full season yet or right up there with with any of the other rookies that have played over the last 20 or 30 years in the NFL. You know, Peyton Manning did not get off to a great start. Josh Allen, who's in the MVP consideration this year, did not get off to a great start in Buffalo. And I'm not the guy who gives up on the quarterback of the future because of one season or less than one season of work. All offseason, I kept screaming, get the guy weapons, get the guy weapons, get the guy weapons. They got him weapons, but they can't stay on the field healthy. An eye-popping stat or note, is you have Jalen Waddell, who's your draft pick, Devontae Parker, your lead receiver, Gasecki, your tight end, and Will Fuller, your your free agent acquisition. None of them have been on the same field with two at the, at the time. But he hasn't had all of his weapons. He's also been injured, and there's a lot of question marks when it comes to the Dolphins' offensive line. So a lot of excuses, Ben. It sounds like a lot of excuses. I'm just not ready to give up on him just yet. I'd like to see some progression, and hopefully we'll get to see him for the next eight, nine weeks of the season, knowing that, the season is, is for all intents and purposes, over, so let's get two of some work, see what he has, and then make the decision later. I just, you know, the, the, the whole Deshaun Watson crap that was going around for all those months, thank God that that's been put to bed for now. I'm just, give the guy a chance. Like, you don't just dump right. guys after less than one season, parts of two seasons, so let's see what he has. And if he's not the player, assess that in the draft next year.
1: Yeah, and then hopefully you can have that relationship with Jalen Waddle. Not only the Crimson Tide ties these two have, but Jalen Waddell has been the most targeted receiver on the Miami Dolphins so far this season. His receptions prop tonight, five and a half, with the over slightly juiced for Thursday night football. And David, as we detailed earlier, despite the Dolphins being two and seven straight up, their draft pick might not be all that high because it's really the Niners draft pick and depending on how this season ends for San Francisco I'm not sure there's going to be a better option in the top half of the first round at quarterback than Tua bailoa right now so outside of the Dolphins and the Ravens on Thursday night football as we preview the rest of the NFL Sunday slate for the start of the second half of the season a great game in New England on Sunday the Cleveland Browns and the New England Patriots two teams trending in the right direction two teams that will certainly be in the hunt for an AFC wild card spot when all is said and done at the end of this year what's the breakdown for that game David between the Patriots and the Browns
4: I mean it's going to sound weird me having the Dolphins stuff behind me picking the Ravens and then going ahead and picking the Patriots but but I've actually been sold <laughs> on this Patriots team having that fast turnaround from what looked like a rebuild without Brady So all of a sudden a playoff contender. I don't think the New England Patriots are are a true Super Bowl contender, but I'm not going to be at all surprised if they make the playoffs and grab a wild card. As you've seen over the last couple of weeks, they have road wins at the Chargers and the Panthers, a blowout win of the Jets, and then nearly knocked off Dallas and Tampa just coming up short. That offense that, that Josh McDaniels has has been criticized as being a little too conservative, understandably so, because you have a rookie quarterback. Same kind of situation last year in Miami with Tua and a new offense. But look what they've done lately. Ever since the end of that Dallas game where it was a shootout at the end, they've responded with a lot of points <clears throat> Excuse me. in the last couple of weeks. On the flip side, you have to like what you saw at Cleveland last week, winning the Battle of Ohio. But if Nick Chubb doesn't play, currently questionable due to COVID, you ask yourself, is this a forced Baker Mayfield to throw game? If that's the case, you're going to want to be on Bill Belichick in the New England defense, which right now, ranked ninth in the NFL and and fifth in DVOA. That's a really, really good defense that, if you really look at the box score last week, they pitched a shutout versus the Carolina Panthers because Carolina had two field goals. Both were off of turnovers, and they didn't get a first down on either drive. So for all intents and purposes, that was a shutout last week for that defense. And without Nick Chubb, I see the Patriots dominating the Browns this week.
1: One of the bigger spreads this upcoming Sunday, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers laying nine and a half on the road against the Washington football team. It will be the fifth time this season, David, the Bucs have been a nine and a half point favorite or higher entering a Sunday in the NFL. So when you look at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers hitting the road this week to take on the Washington football team, how do you approach this matchup?
4: I'm actually surprised that this line is as low as it is. I know that laying double digits on the road is not a popular thing in the NFL, the Bills are double-digit favorites at the Jets. Indies favored at home by 10.5 over Jacksonville. Yet you can get to defending champs at less than double digits for a Washington team that is arguably just as bad as Jacksonville and the Jets. And you say, whoa, whoa, that's harsh. What has Washington done this year? They have two wins by a combined five points over the Giants and Falcons. It's not like Washington's lighting up the scoreboard. Their defense has been horrific, and that's a defense that we all thought was going to be good. It's what led them to the playoffs last year. They're currently allowing 268 yards per game in the air last in the NFL. Well, that quarterback on the other side is pretty good, Ben, and he leads a offense that leads the NFL in passing, so you have the best offense on passing versus the worst defense against passing. Brady off a of bye is one covered four straight off a of bye. Give me Tampa a TB12 on the road versus a really bad Washington football team this week. I think this line should be higher, closer to the Bills line than it currently is.
1: Yeah, two very strong opposing trends here. Washington the worst record ATS in all of the NFL this year, just 1 and 7 against the number, the Bucks 3 and 5 against the number 0 oh, and 4 on the road so far this year ats something's got to give on sunday between wft and the reigning super bowl champion tampa bay buccaneers finally david the last game for week 10 will be on monday night in santa clara california the niners hosting the la rams the rams a four point favorite as we already look ahead to monday night do you think the rams are in a bounce back spot after a disappointing result on sunday night against those titans
4: I do think this is a perfect bounce-back spot. Sean McVay is 11-3 and three against the spread after losses. Obviously got embarrassed at home versus Tennessee last week. I think that game was a little bit misunderstood for the fact that it's basically Matt Stafford threw two bad passes, and the rest of the game the Rams pretty much kept pace with the Titans. Niners, for whatever reason, not a good home team. 0-4 against the spread this year at home. Weren't good against the spread last year. I think this line should be closer to 6 or 7. The Rams didn't go from Super Bowl contender to four points better than the Niners because of one loss at home to the Titans. This is the same Niners team that got taken to the woodshed by Colt McCoy last week. And instead you have Matt Stafford and the high-flying Rams on the other side. This is going to be a good Monday night game, but I see the Rams doing pretty well against these same Niners who not only lost to Colt McCoy, but got crushed by Carson Wentz as well.
1: Yeah, the San Francisco 49ers have done nothing for me right now, David, to inspire any level of confidence, and the line has already worked in L.A.'s favor. Three and a half now at four on the FanDuel Sportsbook for Monday night. The Niners also the longest odds currently to win the nfc west the preseason favorites now the longest to win that division david beerman from espn.com breaking it down looking forward to nfl week number 10 thursday night and the sunday and monday night slates as well david as always thank you for being back on the show and for your expertise today
4: thanks ben thanks for having me and for once tonight i hope i'm wrong go dolphins
1: Go Dolphins. It wasn't the most inspired of Go Dolphins you will ever hear, but maybe Miami pulls off a big upset at home tonight on Thursday night. Coming up on the other side of the break, Joe Pisapia joins us here on the morning after for the prop perspective for Thursday, Sunday, maybe even Monday. That's next year on The Grid.
2: Sports Professor Rick Harrow inside the $1.3 trillion business of sports with your daily numbers game. When FanDuel and DraftKings went head to head with commercials on a daily basis, competition is still there. The commercials aren't as intense. But FanDuel, by the way, sponsoring the NBA Bet Studio Show on Monday nights, DraftKings sponsoring the NBA Bet Stream, maybe the first time we can see both of those companies coming together to sponsor independent parts of sports properties within the same sport. It's leading to other alliances and with other companies like BetMGM and FoxBet out there, it may be time for some of these companies not to consolidate their assets, but to consolidate their marketing reach in certain opportunities. We know it's big, it's getting better, and it's time for ongoing creativity. Sports professor Rick Harrow, Daily Numbers Game.
0: Luck is never just luck. If you think winning is only a matter of chance, think again. We bring you sports gaming strategies and information that changes outcomes. Keep it here and get the winning edge. This is Sports Grid Radio on Sirius XM.
1: the morning after on this thursday rolls on right here on the grid sirius xm channel 159 all across the sports grid network i'm ben stevens now joined by joe pisapia you can catch him all across the grid including sunday mornings to get you set for your nfl sunday slate on fantasy sports today to preview the day ahead to give you some dfs value, some prompts to target in the marketplace as well and now he lends that expertise and insight for thursday night football and a couple of other games on the Sunday slate Joe pleasure to have you here on the
3: morning after it's always good to see my good friend Ben Stevens here in the morning look at you you're such a such a rock star every day you're just rocking out this content just taking over the host chair the entire time really I mean they, they should uh, they should give you a raise over here let me get Cardano on the phone right now all right hey if you're listening no mouth, said it, right? I in Come on, with that line of belief I, I
1: mean listen He's what a wonderful guest, by the way, to bring on to the show that fluffs up the host. He's making me blush. That's why we have Joe here. Also, his knowledge of NFL football. So, Joe, let's dive into Thursday night football. The Ravens, a seven and a half point road favorite against the Miami Dolphins. We have looked through the prop board. We have seen some great areas to target tonight. If you had to select a prop bet or two or a player to target, who is your favorite for Thursday night football between the Ravens and the Dolphins?
3: Well, I think the first thing you got to do is start with Lamar Jackson, right? Because everything filters through Lamar on their hundred yard performance last week, the 12th of his career. If you're going to believe that, that is just absolutely stunning. And if you look overall this year at what Lamar has done, I mean, the number is set at what 64 and a half around there, I believe. So mm-hmm. now you're looking at what he's done all year. He's only been under that number a few times this year. He's gone over more often than not. And this Miami defense is not very good. Uh, they were supposed to be good. There was a lot of logic that told you they made strides last year, but it's all falling apart for the Miami defense. And some of that you can blame on the offense a little bit, too, putting them in some bad spots. But overall, it's the ultimate failure of the defense uh, collectively. And Lamar Jackson, I think, in in terms of his individual rushing prop, because a four and a half, to me, is a pretty solid bet. Uh, the other thing I would also look for is any touchdown prop you can get on Devontae Freeman falling in the end zone because it seems like Freeman is kind of, Uh, their best guy at the running back position. Le'Veon Bell looked pretty good in some work in the second half and the overtime of that game this past Sunday, but that's another one that I would keep in mind as well. Uh, Devontae Freeman seems to be at least the lead back. Uh, uh, We had uh, Joe Dolan on from uh, SiriusXM actually on my show yesterday, and he's calling it the throwback field. That's what he's calling the Baltimore Ravens, which I'm stealing, <laughs> but I'm giving credit to him. But he got Freeman and Bell and then sometimes Latavius Murray when he's healthy, but Freeman, you know, has been getting about 15 carries, somewhere around 65 yards. Mm-hmm. He has touchdown equity. I think that's a good one too. And then over on the Dolphin side, look, it doesn't matter who's playing quarterback. If it's Tua, if it's Jacoby Brissett, at the end of the day, the ball is getting funneled to Jalen Waddle. It's getting forward to um, Mike Gesicki and Gesicki. Has really stepped up, especially in that void where you have no Devonte Parker, no Will Fuller. You see the target share just continue to grow for him in the absence of those two wide receivers. So to me, I think it's actually a pretty comfortable prop. I actually think these numbers are a little bit under here. You have 54 and a half receiving yards for Mike Kosicki, you have 61 and a half for Jalen Waddell. These are two numbers they should be able to reach because let's not forget, Baltimore has struggled this year. In terms of giving up yardage. Just go back and watch that game last week against the Vikings. You can throw on the Baltimore Ravens, and it's not like it's an impossible task. You're not asking for enormous numbers when it comes to those two guys, and there really isn't a lot else to like in this Miami offense. Miles Gaskin's very inconsistent. I mentioned the other two injuries, then a bunch of jag wide receivers as we like to call them so really the focus is on those two guys and those two guys are probably gonna eat in those game in this game so to me those are four things i think you can kind of take to the bank tonight i feel pretty confident in on thursday night football
1: Yeah, Devontae Freeman right now to find the end zone, plus 115. Like Joe mentioned, 13 rushing attempts, 79 yards last week for the Baltimore Ravens against the Vikings. That's a pretty good volume right there. And then you could look in the passing game on either side because we're talking about two of the three worst passing defenses in the NFL. Miami giving up over 280 yards per game. Who's worse than them? Well, the Baltimore Ravens have the second worst passing defense, giving up even more yardage than that so there could be some air attacks tonight and whether it's Jacoby Brissett or Tua a tongue Jalen Waddle and Mike Kosicki have been targeted a ton in the passing game so I want to ask you overall Joe about Lamar Jackson because right now he has the fifth shortest odds on the FanDuel Sportsbook to win the National Football League most valuable player and that MVP award at plus 950. What Lamar is doing is pretty fantastic, and we see him filling it up each and every week, not only through the air, on the ground, over 100 yards rushing last week. What do you make of Lamar's case to possibly be a front runner for the
3: NFL MVP award? Well, he's on pace, and again, that's a very dangerous thing, right? The very dangerous phrase of on pace, because we said this last year with Kyler Murray, who was also on pace for 4,000 yards passing and over 1,000 yards rushing. Now, that's never happened in the NFL. We haven't gotten a guy to do both. And it stands to reason right now, if you look eight games into the season that Lamar has played, he's at 2200 on passing yards. He's at 600 over on rushing yards. So this seems like an almost comfortable pace. Now, the good news is you're getting Rashad Bateman starting to blossom into this offense a little bit, who missed uh, a fair amount of time earlier in the year with the injury and missed most of the preseason as well. But now you've got Bateman, you got Hollywood Brown, you've got Andrews, you've got options in the passing game, which he's never had before. He's also evolving a little bit as a passer and finding the open guy, which is what you want Lamar Jackson to. You don't want Lamar to always hyper-focus on the same guys over and over because when you become predictable, obviously that's when you become beatable. Just ask the Bills and Josh Allen. Just ask the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes, who become incredibly predictable. And now people are getting wise to it a little bit. But coming back to Lamar, I'm looking at that opportunity here for him, and I don't see why you wouldn't want to get involved in Lamar Jackson. You know, Tom Brady... Is always going to be towards the top of this conversation. And it's hard to argue because Tom Brady is Tom Brady and he keeps on just keeping on. And he is the number one fantasy quarterback, if you can believe that right now. And, of course, who's number two? Lamar yeah. Jackson. So you can make some cases here. You can certainly, if if the Rams continue to play well in the second half of the season, that Stafford is involved in this award, too. Uh, I thought maybe Prescott would get a little publicity, but the injury kind of hurt him. Kyla Murray's injury hurts him significantly. And right now, it's starting to feel like maybe just maybe if Lamar continues to approach that threshold that I talked about, which is very special. Again, when you do something nobody's ever done at the NFL level at the quarterback position, it's almost hard to not give him the award. And that would make him a two-time MVP already in his short career, which is an incredible thing when you consider uh, how much more football he might have in him.
1: And Joe mentioned that Lamar Jackson's rushing yards prompt tonight against the Dolphins is at 64 and a half he has gone over that number in four games so far this year in three of those four games he also went over his passing yards prop tonight of 235 and a half so just because he adds it up on the ground doesn't mean he can't go over a passing yards prop as well so Lamar Jackson is certainly a person that has tons of profitability in that prop market so as we turn our attention Joe from Thursday night football in a primetime game to the primetime game on Sunday night football the Chiefs Head out to the desert to take on the Las Vegas Raiders. Right now, Kansas City, a a two-and-a-half point favorite, an over-under total of 52-and-a-half. You see an over-under total up there for a primetime game. That also might mean some overs are in play in the prop market. Are there a few players for Sunday night football we should be targeting?
3: Well, the first thing I want to say is this. Uh, I think you should look at the Raiders' outright number, which is that plus 124. Because already Vegas is telling you they're a little concerned about this game. It's an indivision game. Uh, the Raiders defensively are played pretty well. Jonathan Abram has really kind of solidified that secondary. He's a very talented player. And they've really come together. And uh, Ngakwe's played well. They, they've gotten a lot of good play out of the personnel that they have in that defense. And with the <laughs> underwhelming Kansas City Chiefs offense these last few weeks, there's no reason to believe we're all of a sudden it's going to turn around. I thought last week would have been that week. Jordan Love kept giving them opportunities after opportunities because he couldn't move the chains. And there was nothing the Chiefs could do to take advantage of it. And the Green Bay Packers defense is not the best defense in the league. So that, to me, was a big red flag. I think this is a dangerous game to go into uh, Las Vegas right now. I think it's a dangerous game for the Chiefs. I think that crowd's going to be really hot. I think, you know, they've had some issues here, the Raiders there with the Ruggs incident, and obviously John Gruden. So there's been a little bit that it feels like almost it's galvanizing them a little bit more as a unit, which makes them very dangerous. Uh, now when you get to the individual market here on this game too, I think the first thing that comes to mind, of course, is going to be uh, anything you get on Hunter Renfro, because I think whenever you're talking about consistency, And looking at individual player props you want to find the guy who is really kind of getting the ball consistency consistently excuse me and what's happening with the raiders is they do kind of utilize drake a little bit they utilize jacobs but limit him but hunter renfro is that guy that they continuously funnel the ball to so i would go over on anything you get from hunter renfro in this game because to me that intermediate passing game is kind of where the raiders live and when you take henry ruggs who's the deep threat out of that equation You're replacing him theoretically with Deshaun Jackson, but who knows how many snaps he's going to play. I just think you're going to see a lot more of Hunter Renfro and a lot more of that intermediate passing game with Kenyon Drake as well being involved. But I think specifically it's Hunter Renfro that I have the most confidence in because Carr has the most confidence in Renfro. And on the Chiefs side, look, it's really tough to invest in anything right now. Mahomes, in terms of fantasy points, the last three weeks has been just terrible. And (laughs) you're waiting for something to really pop and click for this team. But the offensive line was remade year over year. Five new starters. That takes a while to come together. It really hasn't gelled quite yet. There's a lot of problems, I think, for the Chiefs who seem to be scuffling in these wins. And I think this is going to be a tough matchup. And if you you like the Raiders, you might as well just go outright right off the bat and just go right for it to me because that plus 124, that's how you make money in this game.
1: The hometown dog in a primetime game. That's what my dad taught Hmm. me from a very early age. A very profitable way to bet who knows if rick stevens truly has the metrics to back that up (laughs) anyhow we got some breaking news this morning joe from the nfl ranks cam newton meeting with his former team the carolina panthers about possibly coming back for carolina with all the quarterback issues they now have that sam darnold is sidelined for a little bit and a lack of trust in pj walker this week the panthers a 10-point underdog on the road against the arizona cardinals Kyler Murray on the other side for the cards who was not there last week might be back into the fold. How much does that benefit the Arizona Cardinals from a prop perspective? Only about a minute and a half here left in the segment.
3: Well, all I can say to you is this. Uh, I wouldn't be holding my breath for Cam Newton to be the savior. As a Patriots fan, I can tell you I've seen enough Cam Newton to last me a lifetime in one season. That was enough. Uh, And then on the Cardinals side, look, right now, these two defenses are playing very well. You're down to backup quarterbacks. Hopkins is also not healthy. So this is a a huge stay away game for me. I think this is very dangerous because you can see all kinds of different outcomes. You don't know if PJ Walker pops off and has a good game. You saw him look good in spring football last year, but again, what does that mean? And then Colt McCoy was good last week, but again, does that carry over? There's so many questions and just not enough answers. So for me, this is the exact kind of game you stay away from. And I would not be holding my breath for Cam Newton to, uh, to, to save the season for the Panthers. This just reeks of desperation. It's, uh, It's worse than The Bachelor, I can tell you like that. There's a little bit more uh, (laughs) desperation in The Bachelor set than there is right now in Matt Rule's coaching room, but only by a hair. Mm.
1: Maybe, Matt Rule, there's some speculation, some big college jobs out there. Just saying, start to track Mm. those flights, my college football (laughs) fans. Joe Pisapia, all over the network, here on The Grid. You can catch him each and every Sunday morning. Fantasy Sports Today to get you set for your sunday slate he gave you some prompts to target but by the time we get to sunday all of the prop, prop markets for the most part are out so he will give you actual credence for those numbers to know and some dfs perspective as well joe pisapia as always thank you for joining the show here on this thursday on the morning after
3: it's a pleasure and when you get that raise remember i'm your agent so i get 10 percent. oh of course just remember that
1: listen oh 10 5 cut all right buddy we need to go back to Second. the negotiation let's, board let's be in 10- the middle All right, seven. Shake on it. There it is. All right, there we go. Joe Pizzapia, thank you for joining us so much. A Thursday night football bye-bye-bye best bet. That's up next here on The Morning app. The
0: Early Line.
1: Antonio Brown can't come to town and be like, I'm the number one. I want everything. Tom Brady raises his hand and goes, hey, I don't need you here. That's why it works out so well, and that's why he fits there. I think Odell Beckham Jr. needs that. He needs to go to a locker room environment where he cannot dominate it. They can lay out a plan that says,
0: here's the success for you to build your resume. It's the Early Line with Kevin Walsh and Donnie Wrightside. Weekdays, 7 a.m. Eastern, 4 Pacific. On the home of the winning edge, the Sports Grid Radio Network. have to listen to sports grid you can always go find a clover patch get down on all fours and find one with four leaves or you can get the winning edge right here and you won't get any ticks this is sports grid radio on sirius xm
1: Closing out this Thursday edition of The Morning After, right here on Sports Grid. Sirius XM, Channel 159, the new home for Sports Grid Radio on Sirius XM. I'm Ben Stevens. Thursday night football starts off the second half of the NFL season to kick off weekend number 10. The Miami Dolphins hosting the Baltimore Ravens. The Ravens, a seven and a half point road favorite. The over under total, 46.5. We're not talking sides. We're not talking totals. We look. To the prop market for Thursday night football. So before we say goodbye, it is time for bye bye bye. I love, I repeat, I love the prop market tonight from a Baltimore Ravens perspective for Thursday night football. Lamar Jackson over 235 and a half passing yards. Sure. The only reason that's not my bye-bye-bye best bet is because it's such a low number that it almost Stinks a little bit and feels a little bit trappy. So then we look to Lamar Jackson's favorite wide receiver, Hollywood Brown, Marquise Brown. They call him Hollywood, not because of the movie industry in California, but because he is from the South Florida area, returning home tonight in Miami. Hollywood Brown's receiving yards prop tonight is 60 and a half on the FanDuel Sportsbook hollywood brown has gone over this number in six of eight games for baltimore this year in two straight games for the baltimore ravens and oh by the way the miami dolphins have the third worst passing defense in all of the nfl so if lamar jackson even gets close to that 235 and a half he's probably going to go to his favorite wide receiver because marquise brown Also leads the Ravens this year in targets. So, yeah, I love Hollywood Brown. And we know that Hollywood Brown is a big play. Take the top off a defense threat. His longest reception prop tonight, also 24 and a half. He goes over that. He's certainly looking good to go over 60 and a half as well. The morning after each and every weekday right here on the grid, each and every weekday morning, 9 a.m. Eastern to noon. We talk to you one final time this week, tomorrow on a Friday. I'm Ben Stevens. Enjoy Thursday Night Football, and we'll talk tomorrow.